Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Pickled Thoughts podcast, the uh, quarantine show where we tackle the big topics in life, the important things. And uh, last week we talked about love, a big topic. We untangled it as best we could. Um, We're here this week to talk about music. And we are joined here today with our former classmate, playlist maker, SoundCloud artist, uh, New York (laughs) City consultant, uh, Charlie. Say hey, hi Char- to everybody, Charlie. Hey, hey everyone. Uh, uh, <laughs> name's Charlie. I'm a SoundCloud DJ under the stage name GF. Really, really excited to be here and talking to you guys. Great. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Charlie. Um, so today we're going to talk about music. You know, broadly, we had you know a lot of things to ask you about your new playlists, how you make things, and hopefully, you know, in this conversation, we can all kind of. Uh, learn from each other and get inspiration from music to help us through these tough times. So so ready. <laughs> Let's do this. Pono? Oh, all right. So I, I, had, a, I had an epiphany this week. Um, and a Victor, I destroyed Victor's, um, what was it, his uh, text inbox. I had an epiphany oh, yeah. at 1 a.m., got yeah, right out of the, the shower. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the music playlist can solve all of the world's ailments. It can defeat the coronavirus. I think the music playlist can defeat yeah, it. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking, you know, the music playlist is a huge social device in today's society. And we don't really think about it. I don't think anyone's talked about it in terms of a social device. It's kind of like a teenager's, this is the hook. Every teenage rebellion needs a rad soundtrack where it's kind of like every, it's kind of like a rite of passage to becoming an adult. It's when yeah. you're, when you make your first playlist, it's kind of like you're saying, I don't want to listen to mom and dad's music from the 70s, 60s and 70s anymore. I want to take ownership of what I like and I'm going to own my music. This is who I am as a person. And this is my first like act, right? It's like a harmless act of rebellion, but it's your first act. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, I don't know, it's kind Especially of like... Especially if your parents don't have like a good music taste. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you're, and you're just like sitting in the car and you're like, oh, well, and you listen to something. At least for me, it was, I think the first time was like, I think it was early YouTube. They had those like lyric videos. <laughs> and then you just kind of had like a recommendation of like other mm-hmm. YouTube videos with the lyrics. And then you just kind of go from one thing to the other. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I just remember sitting in front of the computer on like AAM messenger or whatever in middle school <laughs> and being like, Oh wow. Yeah. This is way better than like what my parents would listen to. Mm-hmm. And I would just bookmark things. Like I would just, it would, it wouldn't really be like, I didn't really have an iPod. My parents didn't buy me an MP3 player or anything. Um, but that's kind of, I think, how I got my first, like, playlist going. Mm. What, I don't know. Yeah, what about you guys? It feels kind of like when you, when you start picking your clothes for the first time, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, the first time you go to a mall is kind of like the first time you get an MP3 player. And I think the first time, I got this, like, really, really shitty one from, um, from like, a free fair or something that held, like, 10 songs in it. Um, and before getting that, dude, it was the worst. It had like a preloaded <laughs> song that sounded like a Motorola Razor ringtone. Oh, so yeah. that wasn't chill at all. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I only started discovering music because I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this if yeah, I don't yeah, put yeah. songs on it? Yeah. So, you know, I ended up like listening to like Linkin Park and shoving that onto the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. device. <laughs> you know, no, I think mine was like kind of similar. Like I had I had a device where it wouldn't really I couldn't load actual music on it, but it could record. So I think it was like one of those record things. And I would play it on my speakers on my computer <laughs> as loud as possible. The door closed. And then like I would record it. And then like that's how I got my well, like Lincoln Park fix, basically. Funny. <laughs> that, that and the killers. The killers and, and Usher, yeah. Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. That, but in that's like <laughs> still a banger. It's so banger. Yeah. But but Victor was listening to it in like static equality from his like exactly. 1999 computer speakers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids, kids these days just like don't understand like how like like the lengths that we had to go to. I remember like I had Numa Numa on it. Ooh. And then, oh like, my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I remember I went to my cousin's house and like he had like an actual like iPod. And I would listen, like, listen to his sound quality. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, God tier. Like, my, <laughs> <laughs> my recording had, like, like footsteps in it, like, because, like, my mom would be, like, walking upstairs. And that would be, like, part of the recording. Victor, it's like you're playing the room. It's like the band was actually in your house. So, I mean. <laughs> that's what I like to think. Yeah, that's what I like to think. Do you guys yeah, ever use LimeWire? No, what, what, get your song. Oh man, oh man, you missed out. I think no, this I was think, like yeah. on the tail end of our childhood, but basically, yeah. um, once a lot of our generation started getting really into music, you could just illegally pirate like every song under yeah, the yeah. sun through this like oh, downloading shit. shared software called LimeWire. Uh-huh. And then one day it went away, and it was just like impossible to get songs on your iPod without having to buy them. Uh, but it was insane. I was just really paranoid as a kid. I, I oh, just feel I like, man, viruses and like the, the cops are going to come to my house or whatever. I'm going to get in trouble with my parents. So like, <laughs> I, I <heard laughs> but I wasn't cool enough to use it, I guess. Yeah, my, my brother and I, we used to rip it off of YouTube. That was like the easiest way to do it. <laughs> like, we, we didn't trust any of the other websites. We were like, you know, YouTube seems fine. We'll just, we'll just risk it there. Yeah. Um, wait, so who would you say really influenced your, your musical taste when you guys were growing up? Was it like your friends in like, like the middle school cafeteria? Was it like your, like your siblings? Mm, Oh yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah, my parents' music tastes were pretty scattered. So they had like Mm. little to to no influence because they would be listening to like Italian opera on road trips. Andrew Bocelli is, is amazing. Oh, like he is fire. truly a musical genius mm-hmm. and his voice is angelic, but that's not really the vibe when you're 13. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would carpool with my neighbors who are super into this like local hip hop channel in the mm-hmm. Bay Area called 94.9. And that shaped my early music taste because I was like, holy shit, this is like bumping. Like I heard like, uh, like Akon or like really early Soldier Boy. And I'd be like, this is fire. Like right. everyone at school really, <laughs> right. really vibes with this. Right. I think that started my actual musical journey. It was like carpooling with those people. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be like, for me, like it's gotta be like the, that, you mentioned Soldier Boy and I just think back to like early YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like how everybody, it was sort of like meme culture, right? Everyone was like kind of doing the Soldier Boy. 
and then that's I guess that's how I got like my music taste like YouTube just kind of like fed it to me and then I just kind of like oh that one I don't really vibe with like oh that one's like really fun and it would mostly just be like me and my brother because I grew up Mm. with my brother and we'd like listen to stuff together and then we we had to share like one mp3 player like between the two of us Mm. so it was like a collective agreement for like what we had to like record and like put on there that sort of thing um my experience is very similar to yours victor my um my i have two older brothers uh, the middle brother um he was a genius when it came to finding free music we would go to the public library and they used to have a cd Yeah, the new, um, the new Kanye album, you have to go to the library were, to get it. They were surprisingly up to date. The, we went to the public yeah. library, go to yeah, this yeah, yeah. section. It was like 2006, and my brother, he used to like just take five albums at a time. And what was it? It was The Killers. It was uh, Sam's Town. Hmm. And uh, we would check it out, and my brother, he would just blast it in his room, and I would just be there with him. And, um, you know, I, yeah. my first musical love like my first genre that I really vibed to was punk rock so all throughout middle school I was just like blasting Blink-182 some oh, yeah. Like, probably, yeah 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 I remember like walking like my mom was like a big like music person herself like she had like rows of just like cds like in her room. so like of all like the oldies and stuff like Beatles like Michael Jackson a lot of like funky town like that yeah. kind of stuff so like I probably like listen to it like in the womb so it like resonates with me but like you know like that's that's how I got probably my first like I don't want to say like subconscious but like my first exposure to music mm-hmm. and then like from then on like everything is kind of like a reference to it it's like mm-hmm. it's like my first comparison point to what I think like music is similar to like what Charlie says about like listening to like opera like in the car it's it's like good music it's good yeah. music and like as I'm older I can go back and like appreciate it like you know for how good it is but just like at the time you know like yeah. definitely you know at t- <laughs> we were all because at the time like your friends are listening to the newest and, and greatest top 40s and then you're in this five-hour road trip yeah and you can't even tell what this Italian man is like belting out at you like <laughs> you just want to move on yeah. were, were you guys were you guys in like marching band at all and like did you guys ever like play an instrument that kind of thing in like middle school and like high school uh yeah I was in I was in pep band um I was a trumpet player for six years I want to say okay okay yeah um I was I always had jazz trumpet teachers, so, you know, they always want me to be smooth and, like, very, like, just improvise everywhere. I was not that skilled. I'm like, no, music has to be very rigid. You have to lay it all out. I can't improvise. So, like, it was never, you know, I couldn't really crack the code. But, yeah, I used to play, like, a bunch of, like, what was it? We used to play like the NFL and Fox theme song a lot in pet band. Uh, okay. We used to yeah, do like yeah. uh, a lot of the '90s music. So. Yeah. I just <laughs> sorry, go Charlie. No, no, no. I was just commenting is that like that's like a fun intro to music. I quit all my instruments growing up because uh, I started with piano and I hated oh, yeah. sitting down. 
Yeah. And so I told my mom, I was like, I, I don't want to do this. Like I hate sitting down. And so she took me to violin lessons and I was like, I, I don't fucking want to do violin. I hate standing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> then what, do you, what, try, try, what do you like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like like some weird half bent squats to play my instrument. But um yeah, no, I quit for the dumbest reasons. It's one of my greatest regret regrets to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, I was thinking yeah. A high chair is a good in between standing up and sitting down. Maybe cello. Yeah. You should give cello a try. Cello, yeah. Yeah, definitely give cello yeah. a try. It seems pretty chill. Like, you spend like five grand on a nice cello and you just pull over the strings like three times during a song and you're good. Yeah. Do um, you know, think about it. Yeah, standing for like hours and end to be like a good violin fun. player. Like, that's like, yeah, that's uh, a lot of work. Your neck too, right? Like, <laughs> Oh wait, yeah, you have to like, do a little bit. Yeah. Wait, Charlie. That's my violin and like piano. I know, Charlie. I know you said piano. Um, I know, like every Asian parent, they have their kids start off with piano. Do you still have trauma over those lessons? Because I still do. this in years but now i have trauma now that now that you bring it up i realize <laughs> oh, no. i have trauma sorry we didn't um, to... no no no, no. Like, you would like you'd like be on the piano and you wouldn't want to do it and your parents would make you do it and so you would cry yeah <laughs> they'd like, you can't, yeah. we'll take away like we'll take away your xbox if you don't finish this lesson so you'd be crying you'd be playing your, your like c major scale um and then my yeah. piano t-shirt was super like awkward and like her entire house would be dark except for the piano so that was just really oh, wow. terrifying <laughs> oh, what are yeah. your what are your horror stories i want to hear your piano horror stories so i i you know like they usually give you like a whole like repertoire like they give you like five songs right to play at a time um i didn't like i would only like one song and i'd practice the crap out of it and i remember there was this one lesson um and I, you know, I just didn't practice any of the other songs. And my teacher was like, oh, this doesn't really sound that good, to be honest. <laughs> and he said, did you practice? And I said, look here, look here. I yeah. only like one song that, all, that you've given me. And I am pretty good at it. So let's not yeah. waste time with these other songs. Let's just, let's just get to what I like. And I'm, you know, I'm seven years old. And like, we go to it and I play it. And he says, Capono, this isn't even that good. I don't know what you've been practicing. And I'm like, what? what? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Really it's not that good. On. So like I, I, at the time, too, probably. That's like so, you know. <laughs> I cried. I cried yeah. and, I got my, and I got myself out of it. So that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember my very last piano recital. I think this, I quit piano when I was in the sixth grade very last piano recital um it was i memorized this song it was for like in front of 50 people and i knew it perfectly i could play in my sleep i go up onto the stage and i play like the intro bar and i forget mm -hmm. i forget what comes oh. next oh, I'm like, <laughs> oh like, no 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 <laughs> this is not happening today so oh, I, like, wow. I look at the crowd like yo it's okay it's all good <laughs> and i tried again I'm like, yeah, crap, I can't do this anymore. My piano teacher had to run up onto the stage and said, 
he uh, he overpracticed. Uh, he uh, he'll get back to you guys. And uh, that was the end of my piano career. I'm like, nope, dang. not doing yeah, this. That hurts. Dang, dang. Yeah, at least when you're like in a marching band or whatever, if you like mess up, like it, the, the show like carries on without you. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure put on like a ten year old kid. You know, <laughs> solo piano life is like is brutal. Oh, yeah. It's so brutal. It's so brutal. <laughs> Dang. <I'm, laughs> does that help you at all? Like, Charlie, like, you're kind of like, I, I know I'm, like, reaching for things here, but, like, your, your, like, musical background and, like, sort of, like, your interest now in, like, making um, playlists sort of thing. Yes and no. I think, okay, one comment I'd have is I think it's super ironic that so many people quit instruments growing up because it was so painful and now they just wish they had continued it because they realized how important music is in their lives right and then this, the, the second point is i think it was helpful right i think like I, I was fortunate enough to follow through with enough lessons and like very basic music theory where i understand when mixing music what melodically goes well together and like from a beat matching perspective or like hearing the effects across different songs like what will make a good composition versus not mm -hmm. um and i've started producing recently as well and it's also easier to come up with melodies because i've just heard them before like i, I know what works um, but it's super basic so it, it does it does put me in a better place to just start from scratch but i i'm just still missing like the rest of the iceberg of music uh, music talent, where I also know enough to know how fucked I am in terms of like what I need to learn. Uh, smokers can do it. You can do it. Too. Oh, you could definitely do it. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. You, could, you could definitely sing better than the chain smokers too. That's a hot take. You can definitely sing better than them though. They're getting better. Um, they're definitely getting a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> I I think Charlie's gonna surpass them. I got a hunch. Huh. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be cool. Play yeah, like, yeah. one day. That'd be a dream. Uh, that's 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 cool. You mentioned that because like I watched like YouTube videos of them playing seemingly like different songs and like the same. Like I have like a zero musical background. I played like flute for like three years in middle hey, school. Hey, that's a vibe. That's a vibe. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like yeah. I can so I I can like read notes. And then I like understand like the basic concepts of like, like tempo and like the different like majors that like a song can be in sort of thing. So that's good. But like, I don't know, like when I hear music, I don't really think about it in terms of like, oh, it's all in like C major or whatever. Like Charlie, do you think about like when you're listening to like an, like an electronic song, like, oh, it's in this major and that's why it would go well with this song sort of thing. So, so I, I, I can't, so I can't name, like if you played C major for me right now, I would not be able to tell you, um, <laughs> but fortunately, like I, to like a limited degree can just like hear a song and then say, oh, this sounds very similar chord wise. I don't know what the chord progression is. Mm -hmm. And like, if you put a gun to my head, I would not be able to name it. But I, I just kind of like feel that would, it would make sense. Mm -hmm. I'm like 80% of the time when I go mash them up, like, yeah, it works out. But sometimes I'm completely wrong. Because again, like, I, I just haven't trained my brain enough to recognize these sounds yeah. for it to come, come yeah. across in this mechanical way. Um, so, so like maybe, 
<laughs> it's it, it's in there. It's in there. You just gotta dig. It's, uh, just can't express it formally. The talent, yeah. <laughs> the talent is there. I just I just have a lot of natural talent. <laughs> he's, a, he's a prodigy. He's, he's too humble to think he's a prodigy. Like, if I had only stuff in my lessons, I would be the next millennium or something. Clearly. Yeah. 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 Just like sitting in a car or whatever, like radio turns on. Oh my god, it just clicks. This has to go together with this. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, Wait. yeah, no. <laughs> Wait, Charlie, like where when you're making your playlist and everything, where do you usually like to find your music? Like what apps, what websites, um, what people? It's like a top of funnel thing for me because I just love discovering things. Mm -hmm. So I used um, I used SoundCloud, Spotify, obviously like SoundCloud, Spotify, and also this. I'm forgetting the name. I'm blanking on the name, but it's called like Mixtapes 1000 or something. Um, and so there's three ways to do it. So on Spotify, what I do is like I will literally go through every possible playlist available to me. I discover a weekly um, like all the algorithm provided playlists that are sort of like attached to my existing set of music. And I'll also like discover new artists, play everything that they have. And also on those artists pages, like you can go to like people also like X, Y, and Z and just like go through the rabbit hole over and over. And that usually leads me to find some awesome gems. Um, and then SoundCloud, which I relied on a lot in high school, but not as frequently today, even though I should, was literally just like, it's the same same process like discovering mm -hmm. songs similar to like find other playlists that like other reputable djs have curated um a really good one was selection which was this like early uh musical podcast kind of that would discover these indie hip-hop um hip-hop artists and like indie edm artists and like display them through their pretty pretty well-known uh, well-known like radio show mm -hmm. yeah. and that'd be a really good way and then the most recent way that I think is really helpful, especially as I start thinking about like playing more shows and producing music is almost every single famous DJ puts their, their live sets or, or their own tapes online. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's really easy to just listen to those and like they will release their track lists and then you can pick out the songs that you like from their mix mm -hmm. and then explore those artists and then just like keep going. So it's just like this infinite, infinitely branching tree where you just find different new songs and musicians and those will lead to, to even more. So it's literally just like yeah. this super inefficient boil the ocean type of method. Yeah. But oh my God, like if you just dedicate yeah. an afternoon to doing that, you will find some of the coolest shit out there wow. with like 2000 plays. Um, and it just feels special because it's like, I discovered them first. I know it's really dumb to say that, but no, no. it right. feels good. Yeah. That's, like Victor, like um, where do you find your music? um yeah you, I, well, that's like the complete opposite way of like how i usually find it like i i think in college is when i really started to like branch out into like other music tastes where i found out like talking to friends that mm. they're like dude victor what have you been doing you've been like living under a rock <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know you haven't heard of like this artist this artist this artist and so like i just spent the first like two three years in college like listening to like albums like i had never listened to like kendrick like ever before like in my life before until college co until college shit, yeah man. yeah that, that makes two of us i'm sorry charlie yeah sorry. what <laughs> dude well don't you got there eventually and that's all that matters okay yeah 
Yeah, but I, I just feel like I missed out because like when probably when like Section 80 or like um like Mad City came out, Ooh. there was like a I don't know, zeitgeist to it, right? But I was like listening to it in Ithaca on like a bus ride from New York to Ithaca and I was like oh my god, this is, like, so amazing. <laughs> Give me off so, this yeah. bus. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to answer your question, like, um, how I discovered music was probably through friends and mm-hmm. through, like, their album recommendations. And then, like, I sort of, like, curated, oh, the, the, this type of artist I like, this, like, not so much, this genre, like, I kind of like. And so, like, now it's more like, now that I don't see my college friends out anymore, especially during quarantine, mm-hmm. I rely on music critics. Like there's like, I'd hate to say it, but like there's this guy, like, I don't know, I, I, I listen to Anthony Fantano and like I just pick random albums that he says are good. And I listen to them and I, I'm like, okay, um, this is good. This is good. Um, this I don't really like, but I don't really do that kind of thing where I'll listen to like live sets like Charlie does mm-hmm. um, because I think that's like really valuable. Um, listening to music just like outside of an album context and like a playlist kind of thing. Um, yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day who was like, dude, you should check out this Robin playlist on Spotify. And I was like, dude, what does that even mean? And it's like, yeah, you know, that Teen Titans character, Robin, mm-hmm. they like made an entire playlist of songs that would like suit his vibe. And like, <laughs> I go on it. I, I, I was like, it was like rainy outside. I go in the shower, I toss it on. And it's like, there's a lot of like Arctic monkeys, like MGMT kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Some vibe like, playlist. Yeah, yeah. So I never thought about it this way of like making playlists that suit like a vibe. Like mm-hmm. I had always just like listened to albums, put songs I liked together and I threw it together onto yeah. my Spotify. But when I run it through, it just like, it doesn't fit well together. So yeah, I don't know. What about like, you, Kabono? I, you know, I really draw my musical interest from my older brother. Um, So what we'll actually do is we'll, you know, we don't really tell each other that we're stealing music from each other, but I'll listen to his music. He really likes um, psychedelic. He he lived in Austin. Um, He really likes psychedelic music, very chill beats like L1011. He likes MGMT, um, Mm -hmm. all that kind of music. And so I'll kind of take that. I really like to listen to R&B. So he'll kind of take that music. And it's kind of interesting. We'll like kind of steal from each other and we'll kind of talk. And then he gets really into the bands and he'll get into the backstories and say, oh, they substituted this bass player for this bass player. And um, yeah, so, you know, I just kind of steal music from my brother. Um, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, usually in the after parties, if you ever go to a house party and people are just kind of chilling out, you know, they still have the audio system on and they're playing blasting music. That's like mm-hmm. a perfect opportunity to kind of say like, Oh, I like to listen to this when I'm chilling out and people just, you know, naturally share their music. Oh, I see. Wait, Charlie, you mentioned like live sets and stuff, I guess like, excuse my part of my like, um, innocence i don't think that's the right word <laughs> pardon my uh ignorance ignorance but like what what sort of is like a live set from yeah um yeah so i i think this mostly applies to hip-hop and edm because they're the easiest i think i mean i i'm super new so i could be totally just explaining this wrong but live set as in like let's say like a show that they play like they play the set live there or a festival they play the the set there 
um, a lot of the time they'll release that recorded set because when you when you play and mix in front of a live audience a lot of the mixing software lets you just record at the same time so oh, they'll just I post see. it online i see um and usually like i mean one of the value adds of mixing is sort of at least from the audience perspective is getting to discover songs you've never you've never heard of before and so a lot of these live sets will include like really rare finds or unreleased edits from that that producer or dj um so they're like that's what makes them a really good treasure trove but to answer your question it's like it's just like a music um, play in front of an audience or mixed in front of an audience right right um i know like you know, last night um, you sent us this link to Twitch and it was like this whole live DJ set. Um, I was just wondering like who, when you watch, like when you're listening to all these DJ sets, who's your favorite DJ to listen to and who's the most inspirational? That's such a hard question to answer because I think there's like, there's a lot of dimensions across all the different genres, especially for um, EDM in particular. Um, it, it's also very mood dependent, right? I, I think something that we sort of touched on earlier is like how mood really factors in. Right. So it depends on like how I'm feeling that day. But recently, as I've been like exploring more of the subgenres and doing more of my own mixing and production, like I've really started to appreciate the DJs and producers that like veer away from some of the mainstream songs. Yeah. And so right now, I think what's very top of mind for people in this scene is like future-based music, which would be the Elenians of the world, um, as well as like it House is sort of making a comeback as well. Um, so I've really started to appreciate people that are more experimental in their sets, so like mm -hmm. dropping music that might not necessarily resonate with, you know, the broader base, but is still like very artfully and, and very technically well done. Mm -hmm. um, and so that... I think ranges across the different I, man i discovered an artist yesterday let me check my spotify who had like a really killer set because he was just like dropping straight bangers i've never heard before wow. um svnf8 he was like a house trance dj um, yeah, with yeah. insane visuals and like trance isn't necessarily the mainstream especially for the the, the viewer base that was using that twitch link but right. he still did it anyway and it was just like incredible to listen to so i think that's the that's what i find to be more inspiring now gotcha when you think um, about like oh sorry yeah when you think yeah. about like mixing your own stuff or maybe even if it's like a live set i know we touched about like mood but i guess this is something i wanted to get a little bit deeper on is just like how does your state of mind or like how you're feeling that day like express itself in like what you're trying to like mm. put together and um, it's like hand in hand. I feel like for me and, and would be curious about what you, you guys think of yourselves on this is my mood during the day pretty much dictates like exactly what I'm going to yeah. listen to. Yeah. And so when mixing or like making like a melody, for example, it will completely it like completely affect that. And yeah. so like the mix that I put out on my current uh, SoundCloud, the Kiss Me Through the Zoom one, yeah. like you can literally, literally pick oh, out specifically yeah. like when, what weeks I made what sections in uh, because like some weeks I was just like stressed out from work and so it sounds uh, angrier. Yeah. Like other weeks I was more mellowed out and so the tracks are more mellowed out. Um, and I still tried to follow like a narrative, but you can still sort of tell based on song selection, like how I was feeling. So to answer your questions, like hand in hand. Yeah. I was, I was going to add, you know, I, 
completely agree with you, Charlie. I'm in the same boat. You know, it's like, I, I like to think of a musical playlist in terms of like a journal, right? Like some people, they're very good about writing down their emotions, kind of saying, this is what I went through today. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do tomorrow about it. But a musical playlist yep. is kind of the same way where it's, we know how we feel, but we just don't know the words or we know how it should sound, yeah. but we just don't know the words. So, you know, we select musicians, songs to say the words for us and it matches, we, it matches how we feel. So it's kind of like a journal in a sense. Yeah, there's like some days where I just like can't listen to certain genres of music because I'm just like yeah. not in that mood. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just, I, I just, you can't understand like where the artist is coming. Like for example, like if I'm, if I'm in a really like anxious type mood where I have a lot of like pent up energy, Life of Pablo is like probably like my like my favorite album, right? Or like <laughs> like like you'll listen to like Jesus when you're in like a really calm mood and you'll just be like, dude, this music is trash. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, so like when you ask me like, oh, what my favorite type of music is, it's definitely dependent on mood. Like a lot of it is just like things resonate with you so much better um, when you're in certain like states and in certain states of mind. Um, so uh, yeah, that's pretty cool that you mentioned that Charlie about like, creating things and it being such a reflection of like how you're actually feeling. That's, 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 that's pretty interesting. And if, there, if you look at your sound, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. Um, is there like a song that no matter what mood you're in, like whether good, bad, neutral mood that is there just one song that'll lift your spirits? Like it doesn't matter what day it that'll is. lift my spirits. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay. I would say, in terms of lifting my spirits, I would go with um, Gooey by Glass Animals. Ooh, because that it's is like a good song. so good. Like really chill, very pleasant to listen to. Mm -hmm. Never gonna have a bad day if I start with that one. How about you guys? I was, uh, I was, I was driving yesterday. I was from, from my run and I don't know. I just wasn't feeling like that good. And then I put on Vanessa Carl Carlton Carlton's thousand Ooh. miles. It's a <laughs> yes. good That's it's a, a good, good song. And like, I was like just thinking about like this podcast today and then like how we talked about mood. And I was like, I literally feel like it's a ray of like sunshine. It just like, like if you're listening to a cloudy day, it's, it's just like, wow, you just like can't help but like feel a certain way. Like, and my drive was just like so much better. I like left my car and like I come into the into my house and I'm just like, I don't know, super social with like my brother and everything. It was like a huge like game changer. Oh, I love That song is beautiful. I think that that's, that's my top shower song, by the way. I'm very glad you mentioned that. Yeah, um, when you're having a bad day. Yeah. Uh, Mine is No Problem uh, by Chance the Rapper. It was on Coloring Book. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will have the worst day ever, and all I want to do is go to sleep, and you just blast that music through the audio system, and it's I'm just dancing. I'm hopping around my apartment. It is yeah. so good. Yeah. Anything by Chance is fantastic, but yeah, yeah that's my favorite, favorite pump-up song. Yeah. Yeah, besides like getting yourselves like pumped up is do you guys ever use music as like a tool to like okay i'm not in this mood and like i want to be and like i want to be in this mood and so i'm going to put this on like for example 
I've been feeling like very high strung recently. Mm-hmm. And so like late night when I'm trying to do like creative work, man, this is not that but I just I'll just put on these like lo fi one AM like Ooh. study beats. Yes. And I'll just feel super calm and like super creative. Um yeah, is there any is there anything like you guys have playlists already set to like bring yourself into a certain mood kind of thing? I have this like my my friend and I made this playlist that we call our sad list where we just like dumped all the saddest <laughs> fucking songs that we could find. Uh, and so if you're just feeling some type of way, like just really bad, mm-hmm. we're like, <laughs> you're just melancholic perfect yeah. playlist i'll share it with you guys after <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah. <laughs> charlie charlie i didn't know you were a sad boy i'm not but some days you know during quarantine it's just like man i haven't seen my friends in person for so long and see to listen to sad things yeah uh and it's got some straight up depressing bangers yeah there, so you know I'm, a lot of chelsea cutler oh <laughs> chelsea cutler oh i love chelsea cutler Boy in Space, if you've heard of oh, Boy yeah. in Space. Boy in Space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sad man. Songs, I, man. <laughs> I think all about that. <laughs> um, my, uh, one of my really close friends and I, we have this joke where, you know, we'll automatically gravitate to the saddest song on a playlist, right? Like, I know, Victor, I know you mentioned Life of Pablo. The only song that really resonated with me on that entire album, tons of bangers, was Real Friends. That oh, song, the saddest song on the oh, album. Dang. That's the oh, only dang. one I resonated with. That one's dark. Yeah, yeah that one's. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I don't listen like... to that one frequently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen to it too much, but you know, I don't know why. I just like the feels, man. I love the feels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll bring that up. I was like listening to it yesterday, but mm-hmm. like, Feedback is probably my favorite track on that one. Yeah. It's I think it comes it's like right before like um right before Real Friends, but it's yeah. just like so like so manic. I'm like, oh whenever I'm just like having all this pent up energy, I'll just like <laughs> listen to it and I'll just feel like supercharged. I'm like, yes, yes, Kanye, you are on my same page. Like I'm yeah. glad we're on the same like wavelength. Um but like I guess to, word. To, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I was gonna completely like ask a different question, but if you had it a on feedback isn't that the one that's like the literal microphone feedback song right yeah yeah okay is. yeah that one's oh, that, that one's, one's incredible one slash, oh. yeah <laughs> i love i love like the i don't know i love anything that's like super sharp and like kind of like distorted synth kind of thing i'm like a real sucker for that kind of stuff you would do you listen to bony bear i do yeah oh, yeah i do i yeah i charlie do you also listen to bony bear of course okay i love 33 a million i 33 a million i love i just love his whole thing where it's like his whole album chronology is the first album was all like this world makes sense to me all like i'm gonna sing actual words i'm gonna have actual melodies then his next album 33 million is like this doesn't make any sense to me i'm so frustrated with the world i'm like no words and then his third album is like i can make some sense so he starts putting words in again and melodies, but yep. I just, I love, I just love his whole, his whole scheme. Yeah, I know. Absolutely I, crushed it. Mm-hmm. I know he was probably going for like, I don't know. It just seems like really sad when like he writes it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like 33 million or, or just like for Emma f- forever, forever ago, ago. Yeah. like kind of stuff. 
but like when I'm listening to it, I just like don't feel sad. Like I like actually yeah. like to put it on when I'm like I don't know when I'm on like a road trip and I'm just trying to feel pensive. Yeah. Deep kind of thing, looking out the window, like seeing the grass roll by, kind of thing. It's just like a pleasant thing, even though I know like when he wrote it, I think he went into like the woods in a cabin for yeah. like a year and like shut himself there and just like made it, which is really intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> it actually does it really does like that it, that wow wow i need to do more of like you guys do a really good job learning the backstories of these albums man that that, that contextualized just yeah. my all my confusion <laughs> <laughs> wait so i guess like follow up charlie like what kind of setting do you make your your stuff with yeah like, are you yeah. just in your apartment room or do you go outside like <laughs> <laughs> well you can't go outside right now my friend right that's right. a good um, answer charlie good answer <laughs> and remember to always stay at least six feet away from everyone else if you do no i just I, i'm in my room like yeah my new york apartment is so small Mm -hmm. that the only place I can do this so I have like a, a big gaming tower yeah and I connect all of my music equipment there so it's in my like tiny box of my my box shoe box of a room so just mm -hmm. here yeah and the thing with like EDM production though is I don't I don't know it, because it's all done on a computer since I don't have any instrument skills like I don't really draw any inspiration from my surroundings mm -hmm. I'm sure if I were some like maestro guitarist like sitting in the middle of a forest, with <laughs> <energized> me. <laughs> but not this. <laughs> I see. Um, but like, are you on your bed? Do you like do push-ups to like psych yourself up, or is it just kind of like, <laughs> like do you carve out like three hours at a time? Where you're like, man, like nobody bug me, or are your friends kind of just around? Like, hey, Charlie, let's play some league, whatever kind of thing. Like, oh, that's one. So I've become process. really, really. I've been. Kind super unresponsive to people during this quarantine like i'll respond like once a week because i will like when i get into the zone with music or discovering music i'll literally just sit for like seven hours straight like with my headphones in which is super bad for your ears by the way that's like another thing to, to really worry about um but just do that like stay on my computer screen just like going without breaks um and when i'm like live mixing to practice i'll like stand up and like jump around sometimes if the song is really hyped by myself, which, you know, in retrospect makes me sound like a huge loser, yeah, but awesome. you know, that's just, that's all it no, is. No, dude, you gotta, you gotta embody it. You gotta be the music. <laughs> you feel that, like. It's weird though, cause yeah. like EDM is inherently such a social genre. Like it's centered around going to shows and raves mm -hmm. and playing in front of an audience, right? Cause like, you know, as much as I love the music, um, admittedly like a lot of it sort of lacks the, the emotional complexity yeah. i think that goes behind acoustic songs or just other songs um because it's not necessarily meant for like you know artistic consumption <laughs> at least for some <laughs> oh, of the songs oh my god <laughs> yeah. no, no no i mean like right. okay like like big room house music right like mm -hmm. ts yeah. like that motherfucker is not making this song thinking like yeah this is to represent my understanding of the world and right. because of that i'm not going to say words right? right he's he's literally thinking like what is the fucking coolest beat i could make yeah. like what is going to get people hype right right that's a whole different exactly I, 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 I exactly. thought i thought it was a critique about capitalism yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. I, I think some artists might might get veer into that territory. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the, the subgenre, but yeah. my subgenre happens to be very like party heavy, right? Like right. house music is very dancey. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, wait. So I guess when you're like practicing live sets, like how different is it from like practicing it in your room versus mm -hmm. like doing it live? Like, does the mm -hmm. audience reaction just like you know, like dude, like everyone's so hyped, I'm gonna play this. Does it like the mood of the room really like you know change the outcome? Mood of the room changes the outcome. So when you yeah, so there's two ways to approach it. Like you can either pre-plan a set, which is sort of the norm now yeah. for EDM, where oh. you literally say, I'm gonna play like these 50 songs. And so it doesn't, who gives a fuck what the audience hype is? Like, mm -hmm. you're just going to play that and, and that's that. Um, and there's people that freestyle, which is less common, not super hard, but people just get kind of nervous so they don't do it. But when you freestyle, I think feeding off the, the room energy is really important. And even when you pre-plan, like, you sort of have to preempt what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the artists playing before you? Who is playing after you? How do you fit into that overall narrative to create? A very enjoyable experience mm -hmm. so like usually what you do if you pre-plan it at least my my theory is is like always start off with more chill stuff if you want to get experimental yeah. like wait till the middle when everyone's hype and they fuck with it yeah. because like how you define your first impression when you play that first song is really just going to set the undertones for the rest of your 30 minutes or hour or however long you're playing um so that's if you pre-record now if you're freestyling i haven't done a lot of it so I, I don't really have like a strong perspective on what to do, but from like advice that I've gotten from my, my other friends who are like actually successful DJs, um, it all comes down to just like literally looking at people, like feeling their vibe and just matching it. And yeah. so whether that's like scaling down your BPM to play more chill songs, right? Like judging people's reactions to see if they want a different genre. It, it's all very up in the air. Mm. So have you, have you done a live set yet um, with your playlist? Yeah, so I've done, I've done two. One was, a, one was like a very chill live stream. Another one was supposed to be a show. So my, two of my buddies and I, we'd sold out um, like a small venue in, in Chelsea oh, nice. to play. But then oh, coronavirus cool. happened, so oh, we no. had to refund everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. Yeah, that was sad. And so we just, just played for like... Cornell did and do it over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That would have been so much cooler. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sold out the show, got blown up. Uh, we ended up moving it to like a smaller group of people in mm -hmm. our, in my living room because it's like pretty sizable. Yeah. So that was my first live show, okay. which was more like a boiler room set versus like an actual show. But yeah. it was really fun and very nerve wracking. Like you would think playing for a small group of people that are your friends, oh, like mm -hmm. wouldn't be problem but i was so nervous like oh, stepping yeah. up to my deck that night so nervous yeah yeah it's i don't know it's just something like there there's no space to hide right like when you have a larger crowd you can't pinpoint anyone in the crowd so you you're right? like you're just it's like a blank wall you might as well be performing in front of a blank wall but yeah when it's like five people you can actually see if they're uncomfortable if they're really into it you just read too much into the emotions it's true. It's so it's so much it's so much so much weirder. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the intimacy. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to say when you know when Victor and I uh both listened to your Kiss Me Through the Zoom um playlist, or, you know, your latest playlist, I just want to say it sucked me in. Just the emotional, it's really struck an emotional chord and it just sucked me in and I didn't want to yeah. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah yeah 
in Beitou, man, it's, it's like a relationship. Chill, yeah. And then it just wraps <laughs> it's like super, super intense. It's like yeah, like I, I was I was like just I kind of threw it on. I think I was like reading or something, and then I was like, Oh yeah, I just like can't read. <laughs> like, like it was <laughs> I was I was doing the yeah. same thing. I was reading as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um so I guess like um like how long did that thing like take you to make? Like uh I know it's like an about an hour long. Like yeah. um do you just kind of put different segments together day by day, sort of thing? Or yeah, so it, yeah. I started it, um, I actually started it like a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, I put together the first 15 minutes and then life got busy. I didn't really know what to do next and it just kind of sat there. Uh, uh, it was actually after the Childish Gambino mashup. Mm -hmm. I just like ended yeah. it there. And so in total, I would say I spent like maybe 30-ish hours on it. Uh -huh. um, and because, yeah, like you said, it's in sections, right? So you can kind of tell throughout the mix that there's like different subgenres. Like the ending is progressive house. Like the middle is, uh, or the like quarter to, I don't even know what I'm saying. Just after the middle is like trap music. Before that is like melodic dubstep. Before that is future bass. Like those are all done in sections across like different weeks. Right. Um, and some took like a really long time, man. Like the uh -huh. first 10 to 15 minutes took me like a day. Uh -huh. um, and then there was this one transition that I was trying to figure out in the middle of the set that took me maybe 12 of the hours because I just had no idea what would come next and what would sound good. And so overall, it takes like a substantial portion of time. But what's really frustrating sometimes is how some sections are just a disproportionate amount of, of, of time suck and difficulty versus some others. Right. Like, how it's do all you, about flow state. Do you ever get like sick? Because I, uh, I know I'll listen what what will happen to me is i'll get really into a song and that'll be the only song i play for like the entire day and yeah then, yeah yeah and then after yeah. you know and i'm like man i i don't know if i can listen to this again but like when you're making a set it seems like you have to like keep revisiting it is there ever a point where you're just like man i just like can't listen to this song anymore <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> like after i put out the set i don't listen to it I like to oh, have right, it right. listen to it that makes sense. in a long time. Yeah. Um, but I might tonight when I'm playing League, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like I'm the yeah. same way as you. I listen to stuff on repeat and it just ruins music for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what yeah. song is that for everyone? What song have you guys been playing on repeat oh, and you're sick of it? I can, I'll go first. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. I, I, wanna, I asked a question. Um, it's Intentions by Justin Bieber. That's a great song. To oh, it's, yeah. I, I straight up ruined it like a month ago and I'm still blasting it. Like it's, it just hits all the right chords. It pumps you up. It's sentimental. Oh, and I dance to it. I have a whole routine to it now. Quarantine. So that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother and I went through this like phase like three days ago where like my brother's really into like watching these YouTube like bass players like play their bass over like Ooh. old songs. Nice. So like I've been like this song that like I've like ruined for myself is like I think it's like Tell Me Baby by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. It's got like this kick-ass bass section and I just like overplayed it and now like I'm like, oh I'm, I really want to bring myself into this vibe again and I'll play it. And I'm just like, oh man, like no, not it's, again. it's like a drug, <laughs> like, it's right? Not, like it's like, like a why drug. do I do this? You're trying oh. to chase the the original high, but you know, it it, it fades away sure. after a while, right? 
I think the best music I always listen to is like the unexpected ones when you're just somewhere and then like you haven't listened to a song in like five years and it comes on and you're just like, oh my God. Takes you all the way back. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. But you listen to it a third or a fourth time and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm like kind of meh about it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, like there's a reason why I moved on. Yeah. So that, like, I wanted to ask you guys this, like that's kind of why I don't like making my own like playlists or like, if I'm in a car, I don't like to be the one DJing because there's something about like knowing what comes next that kind of like ruins it for me. Cause I'm always like waiting for this part of the song. Like, dude, this part is going to be the banger. And like, I'll kind of zone out the entire song until it gets to that point. Whereas like if someone else plays it on, it's kind of that unexpected feeling. of like, mm. Oh, okay. That's cool. Like, it's just like coming to me. Do you guys kind of have that same sense or am I alone in there? I, I used to I used to be that way as well. Um, I'd throw in a song and be like, oh, there's like one part of this that makes this song. I, I don't know. I feel like over time, like, so I used to be one of those people that would literally like skip songs if I was do if I had the ox in a car after like two, two minutes or like a minute. Um, and then I started like really listening to things full, like all the way. I think one of my favorite activities right now is taking a city bike in New York and like, biking two hours to listen to the extent of like a whole album mm. and I started realizing that across an entire song like if you really break it down and listen to every possible layer which also kind of ruins the fun of music sometimes like there are some amazing intricacies like little little like little little treats that they throw in um in the song that are that are in the intro or the outro or, or parts that you wouldn't really expect to be the best part. And so after I started thinking about it like that, I, I became more patient with the songs since I don't really care anymore as to what section that I'm waiting for. Gotcha. Um, but then it makes it like kind of mechanical because sometimes the song sounds better as like one amalgamation of, of, of noises versus you picking out each individual layer. So it's a, it's a given, give and take. Right. My right. my response is just don't give me the aux cord. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> um, I you're gonna, you're gonna skip that bad boy. Yeah, I yeah. I find like my pump up music is very different from other people. Like what I think is like having a good time is very melancholy. Um, so yeah, yeah. if you give yeah. me an aux, I'll just play A Team by Ed Sheeran. Yeah, um, yeah. If I need that's to make fun. a workout, I love that's, that the worst, that's the worst, Capono. You shouldn't conform. You shouldn't when, let people tell you. But when I, I yeah. a workout playlist, I put A-Team on it. Like, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That song is such a classic, though. Like, why? Yeah. Like, it's, it's really if sad. anyone's going to shit on you, if anyone's going to shit on you for playing that on an ox, you can tell them to fuck off, okay? <laughs> Dude, the song's so happy, but then, like, I was, like, listening to the lyrics i think like three weeks ago and i was like oh my gosh i just yeah. kind of i think it came on on the radio yeah and yeah like, oh my, my my feels the feels <laughs> and um what song ed sharon it's like a team i think a team yeah yeah uh, so i have a i have a question like what what do you want your sound to be like let's like say five years from now, like when you have like hundred more playlists, right? What do you think your signature sound is and will be, Charlie? That is, I am at a phase in my, like this hobby 
mm-hmm. maybe career in the future, probably not, but hobby, <laughs> where I'm still exploring like the full realm of possibilities mm-hmm. and like what sounds I like. So I haven't even like finalized my palette, if that makes sense. Like I'm still discovering like new artists today that have sounds for a subgenre that I didn't really think would sound good or didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, but I am gravitating more towards uh, G House, which is a subgenre of house, which yeah. is a subgenre of EDM. Um, <laughs> and the artists there are like uh, Mala, M-A-L-A-A, M-A-L-A-A. Um, and it's like more darker sounding, like um, hip hop influenced house music is mm-hmm. what I've tended to gravitate to more. So I think when I when I start producing or remixing, like I would like to move in that direction. But at the same time, which is also really annoying, I, I also love like progressive house music, which is like the music that you'll hear at festivals. People like uh, Rehab or Audion, um, they play more upbeat, like very positive sounding, more melodic and feelsy type of music. Like I love both worlds. Right, so I could right. see myself going in both directions. Right. So it's a really hard to answer that question. Yeah, like I really, yeah. I honestly do not know. <laughs> yeah. You gotta keep it open, man. That's how you adapt to the times. It's how you you stay current. Like. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I I had a kind of different question like for you guys. I guess like um when you guys are in like a particularly like sad mood do you listen to uplifting music to lift you guys up or do you just kind of just go all in and go on charlie's sad boy (laughs) playlist and just like (laughs) i'm gonna listen to charlie's sad boy music playlist like (laughs) yeah i'll drop that in the chat right now (laughs) that'd be awesome yeah yeah Um, i i think i sorry no go ahead i can go after you okay uh i i totally lean in um I lean into yeah. it. Uh, I like to do, I like to listen to acoustic music because it doesn't necessarily need to have words, but I just want to mm-hmm. hear the guitar because like yeah, if yeah, it has yeah. the words, sometimes it's just way too syrupy for me. I just need to hear the yeah. music. So, you know, I'll, I'll listen you. to like L1011. I'll listen to um, is it Mutual Benefit, which is like kind mm-hmm. of yoga therapeutic. Like, I'll just kind of listen to acoustic music. Gotcha. Oh, he's um, I, Yeah, I lean into it. Um, <laughs> the sad, like, sad list. Like, here's the thing. I think about being human, and what I love about music is how it exacerbates your highs and your lows. Yeah. And, like, you haven't lived a life if you, if you haven't been really fucking sad, right? Yeah. So I just want to feel it all, get a <laughs> yeah. good cry in. Yeah, you know, feel like shit because it makes the next day even better when I feel better. So I lean into that. That's true. That's, that's so that's healthy. True. That's a very that's very healthy. Yeah, and you can always like look back on yourself and kind of like laugh about it. Be like, oh my god, I, I remember that time I like was getting over like this breakup or whatever, and like I can't believe you know there was this song, you know. But I, yeah, I want to I want to start a hashtag from this episode: Men Who Cry. Let's get it going. <laughs> have either of you cried to a song or an album dude uh, i was having this <laughs> yeah, I was I was having this. no no go for no, it no 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 you go victor you go victor no like I, I had this like deep combo like three months ago before this all this coronavirus thing with my, one of my friends and we were just talking about crying and i was like dude yeah where's the best place you cry and he's like definitely a shower man 
definitely a shout out. I'm like, and, I'm, and we're just kind of talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, what kind of stuff do you like put on? And he was like, the best thing when I'm having a stressful day and like work really gets to me, I just got to get a good cry in. I put on the gorillas. <laughs> and oh. I go in the shower. That, I, like, huh. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine gorillas to be a crying. Huh. I know, mm. right? Okay, okay. To each yeah. their own. Each their own. <laughs> Eastwood are up on Melancholy Hill. It's a. Oh. It's kind of like spacey, like mm-hmm. a little intergalactic, but also like it's got like sad undercurrents to it. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is weird talking to no. you guys about this but yeah no. yeah that's that's my answer <laughs> do you, can, you, can you can you guys cry that's like such an demand? artistic cry <laughs> <laughs> it's an inspired cry too dude that's like that, that's like a hipster cry like yeah man i fucking throw on the gorillas i step in the goddamn shower and i cry to the gorillas because that's how cool i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about you <laughs> Capono? Um, I, I've only like cried to music once. Um, I, whenever I cry, like if I'm feeling sad, for some reason I just can't cry. So usually I get like a batch of onions that I need to cut for dinner and I'll just, I'll just let it all rip. Um, oh, so the kitchen, not the shower. It's so in the kitchen. the kitchen. There's a sink, there's a sink. So it's, right. you know, it's, it's clean. Um, I cry to uh, Wilco. Um, was it their song Love is Everywhere? Mm. Are you guys familiar mm. with uh, the band Wilco? I am not. I okay, am not. it was. But I will check it out. But yeah. we'll add it to the playlist. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I cried to it because uh, my brother, he was traveling abroad in Asia for a year. And, uh, you know, he didn't really have reliable Wi Fi service. So, you know, I didn't really get to talk to him that much. Um, mm. But as soon as I picked him up from the airport, he started, um, what was it? He started playing music from his playlist. And I realized that all the stuff that he was playing on his playlist came from my playlist. So oh, yeah. even though he wasn't talking to me, he was still yeah. finding time out of his day to jack my music without telling oh. me. No, it's probably love. <laughs> it's probably so love at the end of the day. I but, started uh, doing the same. And yeah. the second I listened to that song, I'm like, wow. My brother doesn't always talk to me, but he's mm-hmm. he's always there, you know, and he's mm. stealing my music. So that's once that all kind of hit, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta cry right now. Oh dang, that's 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 yeah. I was having this moment with my brother yesterday. We were in the car ride together. It was about like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had just driven to get like Chipotle and In and Out, <laughs> but we were coming back, and then like we used to play video games together as a kid, mm-hmm. and then we just put on like these video game soundtracks of like these like different levels that we'd like played against each other. I don't know, like Mario Kart, Crash Bandicoot, that kind of thing. And we we're like, dude, yeah, remember when like this and this, like, and it's just like really, it was like, yeah, music kind of hits you. Mm. Like it, it really takes you back. It's like a smell. Sorry. I don't it know is, yeah, it is like a that. smell. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a weird you. analogy. That was a weird analogy. It makes sense but, though. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You, so what are you guys going to listen to um like uh, this coming this week like um what's what's on the agenda for you guys a little exploration or or just revisit old things let me pull up my recent likes 
on Spotify. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> oh wait, I gotta figure out how to do that too. Oh, I'm on the playlist right now. There we go. So oh, SV. Oh yeah, I just. Oh, this is like, amazing. <laughs> simp anime. Yeah. Crying girl as the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh. There's some like semi upbeat sad songs in there. Just mm -hmm. fair warning. Not oh. all of it is depressing. Okay, some of it is like, like happy sad. I love it's that. Five hours long. That's that's perfect length for me. Wait, you listen to Eighty Eight Rising too, Charlie? Of course. I just <laughs> like, got <laughs> amazing, amazing label. I just you got just into got them into this it? week. Yeah, yeah, it's they're fantastic. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, I will always support like Asian mainstream things, and Eighty Eight Rising is right there. Mm. Oh, dude first time is on this that that one that one really took me in in your playlist and the kiss me through the zoom thing i was like wow the vocals are so beautiful and so sad <laughs> that was a really sad song. One. yeah i think it's towards the beginning of that playlist oh wow chelsea Wait, cutler i in terms of this week i rediscovered alina Barrez. do you guys know oh, who she is? yes dude Great taste. You have great taste. <laughs> Thanks. She just came out with a brand new album. I think it's, I think right behind Jenny Aiko's um, Columbo album, I think Alina Barraza's is the second best album of the year. I haven't listened to them all the way through. That's a really, uh, that's a really grand statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah second best. What's, what's your first, what's the first best? It was um, Jenny Aiko's Columbo. I think. Aiko's Columbo. Yeah. Okay. She okay. is fantastic. Um, you know, it's, it's hip hop, but it's also kind of psychedelic. It's very soothing. Yeah. She believes in music as therapy. So she actually believes in unlocking all the chakras. Mm. So she's starting oh, to really incorporate that into all of her music. So it's oh, damn. very, oh, I'm listening to this for sure. Very therapeutic. Yeah. Like, 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 how do you, well, what do you kind of do when you listen to it? Are you just like in bed or do you just like, <laughs> are you in deep thought? And then <laughs> Yeah, I'm usually, I'm usually in deep thought. Um, you know, I can read a book to it. I can be bench pressing uh -huh. hundreds right, of pounds right, right. to it, you know, yeah. it doesn't, I can listen to it at any time. It's, it's oh. that good, that good of an album. So. Okay, cool. Listen to that all the way through. And, um, you know, uh, I guess, just want to ask you guys one last question. Um, if you could be quarantined with any musical artist, who would you want to be quarantined with? Oh man. Ooh, Ooh that's that's interesting. Like the the I might like a person's art like an artist's work, but not <laughs> them as a person, you know what I mean? So that that makes it difficult. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of there's some artists out there who are just like, yeah, I would never fucking hang out with you ever, but you're fun. You're, you're yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay, let's see. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I'd, I'd have, like, how long in quarantine? We're, we're, you know, this, this could go on for months. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm saying you're, this is a long haul. This is a long, oh, this is a long haul. Yeah. Say, why don't we say it for like six months? Yeah, six months. Six months. Let's, let's say six months. 
Oh man. I mean, like, I don't really listen to a lot of Joji's music, but he he seems chill. Like, mm. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cool to hang with Filthy Frank for like six months, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that's probably my answer. Like his, his yeah. music's good. I like it. The amount of people that don't know about Filthy Frank, <laughs> and when you explain to them, because I used to back when I had like a high schooler's hu- sense of humor, I watched all of his videos, right? Yeah, and like. To see him transform into Joji, ridiculous! And to know that there are people, there are people out there who just don't understand that he was like, like this dark, like meme god from hell. It's insane. Yeah, I had no idea okay, that. But... I had no idea that Joji had a past. <laughs> yeah, he invented no the Harlem Shake. Yeah, he went to the Harlem Shake. Oh. He, he would dress up in this like pink guy costume and harass people in New York City, like yeah. literally, like. Oh. <laughs> No, he was a public menace, like a legitimate like, <laughs> public menace. Okay. But he <laughs> seems chill now. He's cool. Yeah. He's really cool now. Yeah, um, cool. So, so to answer your question, uh, I would probably want to quarantine with like Maddion um, mm. or Porter Robinson. Uh, they're like really, really chill guys yeah. um, that play incredible music, like have very much... Um, peaceful loving vibes mm-hmm. like all of their like if you go to any shows from both of those artists you'll notice versus like other edm shows that the audience is like way nicer um mm. very much about like the quote-unquote oh. plur community oh, which cool. is like this ridiculous term uh, <laughs> which stands for like, peace love unity respect which i make yeah. fun of all the time but they're very <laughs> nice right so i'd want to quarantine with them yeah, yeah. and they're like musical geniuses yeah. um redefined mm-hmm like the sound of EDM and you mm-hmm. could learn a lot from them and they'd be fun to hang out with. Yeah, that's cool. Would you, did you guys select your choices because they would give you your space or because they would, you know, you could always have someone to talk to? Well, I mean, like if I were an artist, which I'm not, but yeah. like if I were like Charlie, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Like I like, like your vibe and like, I like the stuff you put out. Like it would just be nice to like come home every day or like be home all the time, mm-hmm. I guess. And then and just like kind of be in that atmosphere sort of thing is how I made my decision. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that response. That's probably that's probably what I'd say too. Mm. Mine would be probably J. Cole. Oh, oh, oh that's a good one. Oh, I would dude. say J. Cole. He's yeah. he's like I can't see him being like a very I can see him like giving you a good conversation, but he wouldn't be so talkative where, you know, I feel like he'd give you your space, but he'd also give you a very good conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He would, he, he wouldn't, I feel like he'd also give you really good conversations, like very contemplative conversations. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like he would, you know, my mind is going to mush right now, but I feel like yeah. J Cole would keep me mentally stimulated you know dude j cole is also one of those artists that like i had missed the boat on and then i was listening you to them. only just listen to forest hills yeah drive. Forest no! drive. dude yeah i would like rave about it to my roommates and they're like dude you're so late on this like what's going on <laughs> six years ago <laughs> what yeah i'm so. i'm gonna say another hot take when yeezus came out and born sinner came out Mm-hmm. I was more of a fan of Born Sinner at the time. Ooh, okay. But now, I'm Born more Sinner's of, good. Yeah, both are very great. Yeah, you can like both. Albums. Palatable. 
yeah definitely like way more palatable to like the general audience mm-hmm. yeah yeah Jesus Jesus was a little weird for <laughs> relative to that yeah I hated now it's, it now it's mainstream <laughs> but now it's mainstream yeah, I guess so cool Awesome. Um, so thank you, Charlie, for uh, joining us today and enlightening us. I, dude, I learned a lot. Like, I'm, I learned I'm gonna so go much. Like, I'm going <laughs> to actually like, make someone like, inspired <laughs> to like, not cut music off at the two, fi- two minute, 30 seconds <laughs> in the car anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah, please, please, please do that. Please listen to everything front, yeah. front to back. Thanks for having me, guys. This was really, this was really, really fun. Like one of the best uses of my Saturday since quarantine. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Um, oh, until uh, next before, time. Before oh, we yeah. go, before we go, uh, what uh, we always have. Oh, our, yes. We always have our guests choose a charitable organization of their choice that they'd really like to promote um, during this time. So, Charlie, you have the floor. Yeah, I all, look. All I'm going to promote is the New York City uh, COVID nineteen relief fund. As everyone that's listening is, I'm sure, aware of, New York's been hit the hardest because of population density, uh, and our hospitals have been very much like in in this war zone mentality. They they don't have a lot of PPE, and beyond that, outside of the the healthcare community, um, there's a lot of people in New York uh, with low income who have to expose themselves to infection every day as they're essential workers, but not really getting the support that they need from the federal government. And so this fund is meant to help both those in healthcare, those who are essential workers, those who are low income and no longer have jobs uh, to sort of get through this crisis and, and strengthen the, the local community here. Um, and especially as the federal government is making it, trying to make it tougher for, for blue states like New York to actually you know, get the assistance that I think, I think we deserve. Like this fund holds a special place in my heart, at least, for what it's trying to do and, and what it stands for. Solid. Thank you so much. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll share a link um, when we post this, uh, this podcast to social media so um, everyone can yeah. help donate. So yeah. thanks, thanks again, Charlie, for enlightening us. Um, we got we to gotta start make, collaborating on playlists. I, I feel like we could get something really good going. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it has to have a theme, right? We can't just put random shit in it. <laughs> or we could. We could. Or we could. I like the image. I like the, I like the, the anime girl crying image. It's, it's got to be based <laughs> on the image. You know, it's... Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Until next time. Until next time.